Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome to Generation 19 podcast. I'm sitting here in Faskelly House in Perthshire. My name's Neil McMillan. I'm the minister of Cornerstone Church Plant in Edinburgh, and I help lead church planting for Generation. We're sitting in Faskelly House beside Loch Faskelly, nestled in the Perthshire Hills. It's a beautiful, warm, sunny afternoon. Looking out the window at the trees and wishing we were outside enjoying the fresh air. But I'm going to sit for a few minutes first uh, with a friend of mine called Fergus Monroe and just Hi. ask Fergus about boot camp and uh, what he gets from it. Leadership boot camp was started by Generation for the Free Church a few years ago with the intention of helping to develop young leaders. And this afternoon we're just going to explore a little bit more about why we do that, what it's like, what the benefits are. So Fergus, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, I study in Edinburgh, so I moved down from Fort William about three years ago, I studied a course called Acting in English, uh, and when I moved down I got involved in the first couple of months with Cornerstone Church Plant, uh, and just last year uh, I was asked to come and be a part of Boot Camp. Boot Camp? So Boot Camp sounds... Uh, Unusual, sort of maybe got sort of uh, military or keep fit connotations. What's a leadership boot camp? Yeah, so we were uh, being given a lift the other day to one of our activities by a man who wasn't a Christian. And when I talked about what it was, he said, What sort of weird Christians are you getting up at uh, 6 a.m.? So a big part of it is it is uh, physical exercise. We're up at uh, 6 every morning doing uh, 5 to 6k runs. Uh, and in the evening we've got activities, we're climbing hills, we're mountain biking. And alongside that there is a lot of good thought, good teaching about leadership, the gospel, applying gospel to gospel to every part of your, your leadership within the church. So, sounds like quite a challenging week then. It's aimed, I think probably, just we want to really stretch people um, spiritually give them a lot of great content, but also challenge people uh, physically to see if they'll really be determined and push themselves through hard things. Mm. What kind of lessons do you think uh, you're beginning to learn from this process and from boot camp? From the boot camp process, you you do get a sense of hard work uh, and a sense of just the need when you've got responsibilities, when you've got duties in the church and in work, wherever you are, uh, to get out of bed and do that, and to do that all for God and because of Jesus, uh, not just because you want to, but because uh, Jesus is your whole life uh, and you want to introduce as many people to him as possible. So we really want to use boot camp well then to sort of equip young leaders uh, who will help lead the church in the future, who will help be leaders in the workplace and influence the workplace in a Christian way in the future. What kind of stuff do you learn about? So you're in your second year, mm. so you've already been through the first year yeah. of boot camp. You're in your second year. Yeah. It's a week-long activity once a year. So what did you learn in first year? What's happening in second year? So first year, we're really grounded in the gospel. What does that mean? Uh, what did Jesus uh, coming to the earth and dying mean for us and how, how does that affect the whole world every part of your life what what is the kingdom about and how is God building that in the earth right now and how does that apply to your own heart and then taking that forward into the next year we're looking at how that that gospel is really impacting the way we lead so whether that's 
Uh, one of us in this year has just become a deacon, so that's he's got a name job, but some of the others are just, they're influencing other people in their churches, they're leading in that way and trying to see how gospel truth can really affect that and help them lead better. So in first year you've got this big gospel that you're learning about from creation, fall, redemption, restoration. So you're looking at the whole Bible through through the lens of the gospel. Yeah. But you also mentioned that you kind of dig down into how does the gospel begin to change me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's that been like for you over the last year have you thought, as you've thought about how the gospel changes you? Have you seen God change in your life? Mm. Yeah, so especially if in a position of leadership you've got you've got people under you who you want to do jobs and a lot of the time for me I'm just I'm just emailing them, texting them, saying, here's your job, here's when you do it, please be there and let's get it done. But I'm not really spending much time asking them, how are you, how's your family, I heard your dad was ill, how's that going? So this year, I've understanding God's love for everyone and the fact that I'm, a, I'm just a, a servant through which God is uh, changing the world and uh, sharing his love with the world uh, has helped me to focus on that, lead, leading people is about caring for them as people. So this is supposed to be a, a, a challenging event or a challenging week for you. What have you found most difficult about boot camp? Uh, the, <laughs> the physical stuff is hard. Uh, uh, what I do in life is largely artistic and uh, artists aren't famed for their physical prowess, but uh, I have got through that. Um, uh and I suppose just the application. You, you, there's a lot. You get through a lot in the week. A lot is crammed in, uh, and trying to filter through that, decide what you think about it, decide what's most useful. Just, just takes time. So that, that can be tough just to get that straight in your head. And you come along each year as part of a year group. Mm. Um, so mm. tell me, tell me about some of the other people in your year group and about the way that you're getting to know these guys and mm. what's happening in, in those friendships. It, that's been great. Um, some of us are, are physically quite close in Edinburgh or uh, Glasgow, so we have been able to see each other a bit throughout the year and find out how stuff's doing. Uh, but we're really spread out. And across a big difference in terms of what we do, we've got, uh, we've got students, we've got uh, people who work for the civil service, we've got a, a, a commercial diver, and lots of different uh, personalities as well, different approaches to God as well, which... Uh, helps broaden how you view the church, I feel. Cool. And tell me about the food. Do you get any anything good to eat while you're at boot camp? Is this part of the part of the regime is just to starve you and make make things as difficult as possible? But, uh, no, it's been fantastic. Uh, I can't fault it. Ishbel has been in the ki- kitchen and um, uh, well, she would probably say that the food was jidach blaster or otherwise, other words, extremely good. Okay. Uh, one of the best parts. Okay, so they, they, they feed you well physically and spiritually. Mm. That's great. So you also mentioned that people who are coming here, young leaders in the church, some of your students, mm. some of you are working in different uh, environments. Uh, one of the sessions that you've had this week is on what it means to be a Christian at work mm. and how being a Christian changes our view of work. So tell us a little bit more about a kind of Christian view of work. One of the things we've looked at is the 
a lot of what's valued in the workplace uh, is valued in the Bible as well. Uh, honesty, integrity, uh, discipline, all these things are uh, valued within the church and within the secular workplace. But for us, we value these things because Jesus modelled them and ultimately we're working for him, uh, we're serving God. So, um, for example, we looked at Ephesians a bit. That day we looked at how masters, uh, servants are to be uh, submissive to their masters and do what they say. Uh, as if they're working for Christ and masters are to do the same thing. So we bring that into the workplace. We bring a, a nature of servanthood, I suppose. And do you think that... In what, in what ways does God value our work? You know, so... You're a diver, you work for the civil service, you're in an office, you're at university. In what ways does God value our work? We're, we're all creating culture in different ways, whether that's uh, building a chair or making an omelette, as one uh, uh, writer talked about. We're all contributing to the culture that we live in. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that if you're not making paintings or uh, in a ballet, but that's very true. So what we do is part of God's plan and he has commissioned us to help us uh, as part of his plan to redeem the world uh, now and then into eternity. So that just lends dignity to every work that we do. Which is such an important thing, isn't it? That everybody knows that what they do in the day-to-day matters in the sight of God. absolutely. And you and I were chatting about this earlier on today and you were just saying that you'd got a particular insight in just how you looked at people working in different careers or different mm. sort of socio-economic classes and the kind of jobs that go, go with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, uh, Ishbel, who was talking to us about that, made um really good point about people who've come from abroad, maybe uh, immigrants or asylum seekers who have had what we would call a... A prestigious career. They've been a doctor, they've been a dentist, they're a lawyer, and now they're, when they've moved, they're cleaning toilets, they're skivvying. Uh, and we often look at that. I know I can look at jobs like that and value people less as a result. Uh, and we can't do that because uh, we've talked about that already. Every job that is done for God with Christ at the centre has is equal value, equal worth. So we don't just uh, we don't just rank people according to how important we think their job is yeah. in a kind of yeah human sense. That's I think that's so helpful for all of us to to see the worth of what we do, mm. but also uh, the work of what others are doing also. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think is the benefit of boot camp uh, for the wider church? I think if. If you've got people in your church who have gifts, and, and we all do for various things, but especially those who who could be leading, could be helping to influence, and who maybe are shy about coming forward, not quite sure what they should do with them, um, or you would like to invest in them as maybe a, a minister or a leader, but you don't ha- quite know how to do that. But I think boot camp would be a really healthy way to just... Uh, link them up with some good teaching uh, and some good mentorship uh, and help them find their calling within church or within the secular workplace. So you, you, you mentioned mentoring there. Yeah. So what, what, tell, me, tell me a little bit more about ideally how the mentoring might work. I know you personally have a terrible mentor, but uh, 
which is me. But <laughs> if, if you had a good mentor, how do you think that would work out for you? I think a good mentorship looks like keeping in contact with each other regularly. Uh, and I would say, actually, from experience, physically, where you can, although mm-hmm. Skype and phone calls are wonderful things. Uh, and just keeping a, a track of where you are. So accountability is important uh, in terms of your own struggles with sin, temptation, but also just uh, that calling you had, that passion you had for whatever God's laid in your heart. Are you still following that? Has, has something distracted you? Has something uh, leading you away from that? How's your How's your time with God going? Are you spending time in the Word? Are you Are you praying? Are you spending time with the community? I think these are all good questions that we need to ask each other. So, I think a mentorship role is really important in that. So, boot camp then is three three years. Yeah, you do one week on site every year with mm-hmm. teaching and all the physical activity and learning together. Yeah, but between times then you you have a mentor. And you also have a reading program as well. So you've got yes. stuff to read and work on and mm-hmm. then a leadership project to do after second year. So tell us about a couple of books. I hope you've been doing the reading for this. <laughs> tell us about a couple of books that you've read and also any ideas about your leadership project. Um, so a couple of good ones we've had for this year. I um, recommend Every Good Endeavour. Really good about linking, God, uh, linking your faith into what you're doing in the workplace. It's by Tim Keller. Um and for those who are just experiencing what everyone to call it daily grind uh, monotony, things that just feel dull, either your work or maybe you're just you're you're a stay at home uh, ordinary. Um, I'm going to let myself down here. Uh, I'll say it's by Steve Kimmis. I think that's his name. I can't remember. It's called Ordinary anyway. Uh, have a look. Would also really recommend that. Okay. Uh, and tell us a little bit about your project. You've got an idea for your for your leadership project. What's that? Uh, so I've been invested in Gaelic culture for a while in different uh, settings, especially music, uh, and we do have a heritage in the church, especially of, of Gaelic psalms, of course, uh, as well as hymns. So uh, I would really like to see them at a bit more public display and maybe being used by the church in uh, uh, public or private settings. Uh, so I would like to get some of those together, organise some musicians, hopefully, uh, record some of that. So, what kind of musical setting can you see for these psalms or hymns that you're that you're imagining? Well, I had, and uh, friends who are my age the other day in the car who just had some worship music on that they like the sound of, um, and people just have that these CDs on in the background of their lives, uh, and they're really encouraging to them. Uh, but there's nothing really out there for someone who wants to do that but through the medium of Gaelic uh, Gaelic culture is really strong amongst people my age right now we're really passionate about it but there's not much out there for people who want to honour Jesus and use Gaelic to do okay, that Okay so that sounds like a great project so we're going to come back in a year and find out Yeah uh, 16 track album all, all complete Amazing uh, Well thanks so much Fergus for Thank just you. taking time to Thank tell you. us a little bit about boot camp If you're listening to us this afternoon I just want to say to you that If you're in a local church and you see a young leader who you think has got great potential, you can recommend them to come to boot camp and uh, we'll be in touch with them to invite them along. So let us know who your great young leaders are. And also just wanted to take a moment to say uh, to everybody listening in, we have Generation 19 happening this September. 
It's a 10-day period where we're really going to be putting a huge uh, effort and focus on mission and evangelism here in Scotland. Uh, your local church is, is being uh, encouraged just to get hold of some kind of evangelistic project that week. Do something that will make a difference. If you want to find out more about Generation 19, jump on our website and all the information is there. But don't forget about it. Start praying about it. Start planning. Let's see all the good things that we can do in the name of Jesus during Generation 19.